0: Hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of Empowered Connections. Thank you for being here. I am Missy. I am an RN. I'm a soul coach. I'm a Reiki practitioner and intuitive healer. My intention behind my podcast is to inspire you encourage you, empower you, uplift you, get you to thinking for yourself. I like to ask questions that make you go, hmm, I'm excited you're here today. Let's get started. I have an amazing guest that I can't wait for you to meet. Let's go. Everyone, welcome to episode number 12 of Empowered Connections. Thank you for being here I'm so excited to introduce y'all to my guest today. She is my friend whom I met on TikTok quite some time ago. I remember running across one of her videos and seeing her and thinking, oh, wow, that's that's what I want to be when I grow up. That That's that's how tall I want to stand. That's that's how strong I, I want my voice to be. And I was just in awe of her and I am so excited for y'all to meet her. She has an amazing platform. I just really, um, yeah, we're just going to get right to it so you can see all the things that are great about her that I want to introduce y'all to because I think she's really, um, she encourages me, she empowers me. And so I think she'll do the same for you. So without further ado, Melissa, welcome. Thank you so much. It is an honor
1: and I am so appreciative
0: of the opportunity oh well thank you so Melissa goes by um that the fearless queen on tiktok and honey where else can we find you I'm on Instagram Snapchat and Facebook oh okay awesome is it all the same username the fearless queen all right awesome so I want to I started thinking of just some questions I wanted to ask you I mean I I feel like I could just talk forever with you. And since we do have a limited amount of time, I thought, well, you know what? I better just make some, a few points that I thought, gosh, if nobody has ever met you or or ever seen any of your TikToks, what do they, what do they need to know about you? What is going to, how are they going to leave here this hour? Just feeling better. Like I do just knowing that you're even in this world, walking the earth with me. And so I wanted to just start with a few questions, if that's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So first of all, so where are you in this world? Where do you live?
1: I'm in extreme Southwest Virginia in in the coal fields. Um, So smack dab in the middle of nowhere, but it's gorgeous.
0: In Appalachia, you said, I think you put out. Okay. Awesome. And is that where you were born? It is born and raised right here. Okay. So that leads us into some of the things you're kind of passionate about. So tell us what you do, what, what gets you up in the morning? What's your fire? What's, what's your passion?
1: What gets me up in the morning is always to be, I want to let my love be louder than the hate that is so pervasive Mm. in our society. Um, I'm super passionate about Appalachian people and Appalachian culture, but also a new voice of Appalachia, something, there are a lot of a certain type of voices from Appalachia, but a significant portion of us who are just like me. And I feel like that our voice has not heard necessarily. Um, and we are a very uh, economically oppressed part of the nation. And so the education follows suit with that. So my biggest passion is to bring resources away and enlightenment about Appalachia and also just to fight oppression in any way whatsoever.
0: Where's that come from, Melissa? Where's that come from, that need, that desire?
1: It comes from being raised in a community that ourselves to really deplorable and heinous things at different points throughout history, and by that I mean racism and homophobia and American nationalism version of Christianity and a lot of things that have been extremely destructive and extremely pervasive and have made it hard for large populations of people to be able to live um, comfortably and without persecution. And I am determined come hell or high water to change that in my lifetime as much as possible. And that is what I will do every day until the last day my body.
0: So let me ask you this of the, say, say you had five neighbors Mm -hmm. and you all grew up together in the same, went to the same churches, went to the same schools, raised by pretty much the same, you know, community and environment. What makes you different? Where'd that fire come from? How come, what make, what is it about you that makes you want to fight that instead of going with the flow anymore? What is that about you, Melissa? Um, I think it is being
1: raised in a evangelical fundamentalist cult for all of my childhood. So we, there was no choice but to comply, which I never complied with, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, because it, there is this innateness within myself that, if it is not right, and by right, I mean it, it isn't oppressive, it isn't, um, then I have to stand against the things that are the worst parts of our society. Because silence is complicity,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and far too many of us have been far too silent For far too long, acting in our privilege, and that's something else that's a hard subject to address in Appalachia. Because I wish that more people could understand that economically depressed and oppressed areas like Appalachia, poor white folks, um, it is the same type of oppression, but in a different manner. As body a body of people that has been oppressed throughout history. Um, education, economics, all of it is withheld from these populations to ensure that they stay within this poverty cycle that is so pervasive here. And I want to just be a little bit of a voice of reason. Um, I've been in the public school system for four years, and I want especially Gen Zers and and generations being raised in this time to understand that we're changing things and that there are more of us that are in this with them and are ready to go to war for the future of our area than maybe like in small towns like mine that is completely controlled by a specific religion. So
0: as a as a white woman, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of audacity, ma'am. <laughs>
1: I like to call it caucasity, but I'm currently <laughs> locked on TikTok from commenting because somebody got to know about that. And I'm not sorry, that can stay mad.
0: Will you please say it again, please? The caucasity,
1: ma'am. The caucasity <laughs> for me. And if anyone wonders what ca- caucasity looks like, you can see it in Barbecue Becky. Um, you can see it in Water Monitor Wanda, and you can see it in Victoria vicky in which specifically (laughs) white women tend to uh weaponize and then feign to be a victim when we're held to accountability as if we don't understand that accountability is not persecution Mm. they're not the same thing
0: where'd you learn all this melissa where'd you learn this truth how'd you learn it Where'd it come from? Because that doesn't sound like you really were taught it much. No, it's so, not taught
1: here. And that so where'd you it learn really.
0: it? I educated
1: myself and I had the audacity to shut up and listen to other people's experiences. But mm-hmm. in 2018, um, the area that I live in, our town has 4,400 people. And I would bet that 90% of those are of the Caucasian persuasion. So mm-hmm. there is not a lot of diversity here, but i got to spend a lot of time I know it sounds rare probably to a lot of people to say I was given the privilege of spending a lot of time um, in UVA in the hospital in 2015, and I had nurses, doctors, um, the whole gamut of healthcare workers from every race, religion, creed, ethnicity, and what although I never I um, held any sort of racist ideologies it just concreted so much more to me that we are all so much more alike than different Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's true without humanity focus on the differences but there are far more likenesses within us so I wanted to give voice to that and then really just life has instigated and poured fuel on that fire because um, I've become passionate about Black Lives Matter and um, some other residents and myself actually held the very first rally in our in its history um, last summer in which the Klan and the Aryan Brotherhood sent delegation to represent. And here I am, all four, eleven and a half of me, of just country whiteness <laughs> and I it's not that I have no fear because the fearless queen is my handle but it's not that I don't have the fear it's that I'm scared but a lot of people don't have that courage and they need to see other people have it and it becomes contagious and that's what I'm hoping. I am hoping for a panorama of a completely variety of healing and unity and justice truly for all, which would be the first thing that's happened in our nation's history. Mm-hmm. And I am hell-bent on achieving that or, at the very least, advancing that cause as much as possible within my lifetime.
0: What What is 2022 looking like for you, Mama?
1: Well, I'm getting ready to start uh, my new podcast It's called Not Your Mama's Appalachia.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I thought it was pretty perfect. I had gone over a few names, but the truth is, is that it's my, I feel like that my Appalachian is not that different from my ancestors because we in Appalachia have gotten right all the times what other parts of Appalachia got wrong in terms of um, racism and Jim. Gender- all of the things but in Appalachia we actually have a group of people called the Melungeon people which are I call it the of amazing because they are of European descent of course like me and then there are also indigenous and African-American all three just magnificent just beautiful people and we have that here it is absolutely um, only in Appalachia that these people existed so the evidence shows us that historically Appalachia has been on the right side of this but somewhere we lost the way and had to get us back back towards equality for all
0: that's awesome so when are we when we can expect the podcast when
1: um I plan to tape the first episode tomorrow oh
0: I've been working
1: on this for a minute, so I've just been keeping it under wraps, but it will be available on this app as well, and it will be Not Your Mama's Appalachia.
0: And um, if you follow me uh, on Instagram at that nurse Missy. Just know that I will be sharing uh, her information so you can find her through my post as well, because if you're going to promote it on Instagram, I'm going to promote it as well, because we need more. um, And I mean, I'm just one small creator, not like that's Oh, look at me doing this thing for you. But I just feel like if we were to all support each other, all these voices to come together, my voice, your voice, and there's others. Cause my voice may be small, but when I combine it with yours and mm-hmm. when our voices combine with others, we make a mighty loud chorus.
1: I think that was never more um, prevalent than yesterday. The women's marches all over the country. I bawled out because women of all walks of life and men as well, um, they joined together and it was powerful what happened, but we can't let up now. It can't be a one time, mm-hmm. uh, showing we have to continue to push hard and to persevere the way that the BIPOC communities and the LGBTQIA plus communities have been doing since ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh we have to take this momentum and just keep it and just keep it going. And you know Melissa, I really think we will I I don't because the
1: thing is not an alternative. We have right. to do this for our children. You know, I'm a mom of three. My oldest son is a registered nurse. He's a travel nurse. And then my middle son is, uh, has an autism spectrum disorder. And my youngest son is 13. And something really powerful hit me. Um, I'm not sure if this was a TikTok. I think it was a podcast. But they were talking about anything we do not correct within our generation weekly for our children and our grandchildren to correct. And mm-hmm. I'll be damned if I leave them one more thing.
0: help it. Mm. That is powerful.
1: Yeah, I suppose you could say that's probably my greatest driver. Even more than that is that our yeah. youth deserve better than we were given, and if we don't give them something better than we were giving given, then this cycle will continue. And I just refuse to. Yeah.
0: Wow. What is your advice to anyone who wants to use their voice but they're scared?
1: You're never not going to be scared
0: and that's Mm. the part that
1: probably scares people um you're never it's not easier I'm shaking right now and I do this all the time because it is so important to me but you have to do it scared because it's one voice it's one voice
0: Mm.
1: and it can change everything yeah when we look at Rosa Parks and I'm not by any means you know comparing any of us to her but that was one voice and mm-hmm. she took a stand and she stood up and she said well she actually sat down and said absolutely not but that one voice mm-hmm. look at MLKs and comparing that you know myself to them in any way but I'm saying historically when we look back at these figures look at Jane Ellison who was a huge activist she was one voiced from this little nun but that one creates a chorus exactly like you said, and it gives other people the courage. And so you'll never, up, I don't think, but you get mm-hmm. more used to doing it scared and you yeah. let fear hinder you less and less. You will still have to mm-hmm. do it scared a lot of the time. I mean, goodness, when I was on that stage and they had, you know, the clan and the Aryan Brotherhood screaming, um, terrible things at us. Of course I was scared, but did they know that? Absolutely not. Because we don't show fear when we're in that type of thing, and we just do it scared. And that's what we've always done.
0: Mm. Um, what do you consider to be one of your favorite qualities about yourself, Melissa? Your favorite character trait or personality trait? What's one of your favorite things about yourself?
1: Um, I stand where I stand, regardless of how popular it is. Once I pick a side or a stance in an argument, now I can be educated and learn and change that perspective, but it is because of the education that I received that now makes me understand my original concept was flawed Mm -hmm. and it needs to be adjusted. But for the most part, I don't care who it is against. I don't care. Um, Right is right. Wrong is wrong. And I want to be on the right side of that regardless of whether that is a pop or an unpopular mm. stance to take. And honestly, my dad taught me that in all the worst ways, to be honest with you, mm. my dad was extremely misogynist and mm-hmm. overbearing and he was uh, a head deacon in the cult that I was raised in. And that was really his driving to do that. But, through that adversity, and it was not an easy childhood. Uh, he did not think that someone who possessed a vagina as much audacity. But the mm-hmm. odd thing is, is I got it from him. Mm. So that uh, they 15, us, they... fifteen years, yeah, of just constant pressure of trying to force us to conform made it had the opposite effect for me um and so I am able to stand solidly on what is right even if i'm standing alone and that's not a problem that's my amen. favorite thing about me
0: Brazilian. I love that it reminds me of the, the 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 phrase you know they buried us but they didn't know we were seeds you know yes. they thought they buried us but really they had he he thought he was burying you but really he was just planting you
1: amen and actually before he passed he was actually very proud of that so it does get better if you have you know issues there it can be through, Um, potentially sometimes not, but either way, it doesn't mean that you don't deserve the unwavering acceptance love.
0: Yeah. I tell, you know, a lot as a soul coach, uh, you know, helping people live in alignment with their purpose, living in alignment with, uh, what gives meaning to their lives. I tell them there's a roomy quote that says your purpose lies in your pain. So
1: mm-hmm. if you
0: look back to some of the most painful, aspects of your life especially growing up those developmental years zero to 18 you will see glimpses you will see hints and clues it's like breadcrumbs following the trail to what really sets your soul on fire and how you serve that purpose um so in the example in this example of you being you know um oppressed being um you know as much as they tried to bury you, but you just coming back stronger and saying, oh, not only will I not be silent, uh-huh. but I will go to the mount Ooh. and I will raise my voice. And I love that. I love that. Um, what are you most grateful for? Mm-hmm. Um- And I love how I said I wasn't going to do this as an interview, but here I am like (laughs) Barbara Walters, just rapid firing questions at you. But selfishly, like these are things that I want to know. And Um, I know that other people are going to want to. And you know what? Not only do people who do know you from TikTok or Instagram that they want to know these things, too. But for people who don't use their voice, Melissa, for people who want to mirror and, you know, just to give them some. It's like a recipe for empowerment here's some ingredients here's what she has now is it going to work for everybody no but if there are people who are like gosh what what does it look like what does it look like on the other side and just to kind of give them a glimpse well
1: the thing that I'm most thankful for is probably the adversity um, if I had not endured everything, I am a childhood sexual assault and rape, sur- multiple rape survivor. Um, I was molested the first time at the age of three. It's my very first memory. And I was raped for the first time at the age of 10. Um, and then that occurred five more times after that. But those things, while they were hellacious at the moment, that really um, forged me in the fire if you will it made me extremely resilient and extremely unbothered about people's opinions of what I have to say if I'm feel sure that I'm on the right side of that issue not that I can't be taught I no one well I won't say no one I don't want to stay ignorant ever but um, I can be taught but I have to see that what it is is wrong and I've learned new information that Mm -hmm. changes my scope but also we have to be very careful to not push out that information because sometimes when we become focused on one thing we get in that rut and we're stuck on that when the truth is is that there is information that we won't allow in that can expand our vision of that a little bit.
0: Yeah I see that a lot um, working with clients that They just literally refuse to even consider that there's another possibility.
1: Well, I have found that people would rather, generally speaking, people would rather stay uncomfortable in the familiar than to take a chance for something better.
0: Absolutely. Lord, yes. And this is why I resonate so much with you. Just even the things that come out of your mouth. I'm like, yes, that exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, and another thing that I have found, and this is, by the way, I can't see it in others unless I didn't first see it in myself. So I'm certainly not sitting here from the pedestal looking down. I'm sitting here from <laughs> from my own, my own like stuff and going, This is what, you know, when I finally realized that the reason why I was so why I struggled to accept the greater reality of things was because then I would have to admit to myself the part that I had played. Yes. That's is- it. <laughs> Who there ain't a, oof, Melissa, there ain't uh-huh. a harder pill to swallow, ma'am.
1: There, there, isn't, a, there isn't a more productive thing <laughs> for you to understand either because we get advancement.
0: Sis. that's a word. Uh-huh. That's a word. Who do you look up to? Who are your mentors? Who inspires you? Who, who keeps you going? Because I know this is not an easy path. This is not the path most traveled. So who keeps you encouraged, sis? I
1: encourage myself a lot, but you inspire me. Um, I love, I am Kenza Ashley on TikTok. I love um, the amazing Dia. There are so many strong women of color, black, brown, indigenous, and all of the above that just inspire me exponentially. Um, But also I'm a fan of (sighs) anyone who has, Come from a bad situation that, in most people's minds, would have limited their trajectory, but they refuse to accept that. And by that, I mean Tyler Perry. I love Oprah Winfrey. I love anyone. Uh, I love Dolly Parton. Lord, she. Mm-hmm. That's probably my original one because she was pro LGBTQIA plus before it was cool to be pro LGBTQIA plus. She was pro big hair and makeup and wearing, you know, what would be considered by many to be, um, you know, sexy clothing. And she never apologized for who she was. And she always maintained her ground of this is who I am. And if you don't like it, that's a you problem, not a me problem. And I seek every day to mirror her in that behavior.
0: Uh, that's so funny. You say that I, growing up, she was on TV all the time. Um, and yeah, looking back, realizing that, yeah, that big hair, the makeup, she was never, but she was always classy. Yep. Like the way she held herself and carried herself and no matter what she was wearing, it was always her smile, yes, and her but spirit, she, and
1: her energy, yeah,
0: her absolute spirit, and just the fact that she somebody could literally be giving her a backhanded comment, and the smile didn't waver, honey. I
1: know the smile didn't
0: waver. Full disclosure, not at all. yet. The what?
1: I said full disclosure. I am not there yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right,
1: I, I aspire
0: to be um, myself. Yeah, she she's an inspiration to me as well, and she's tiny. She's a great example of somebody who, though you might have a tiny stature, doesn't mean that your spirit doesn't make up for it. Whereas me, I, growing up, I was always the tallest in my class. As I got to be in high school, I was just the bigger, one of the bigger girls anyway, just in that I was, you know, my figure and height and wanting to shrink, wanting to be tiny, um, and just looking up to women like Dolly uh, that just had that big personality and that hundred watt smile and didn't shrink themselves. And like you said, no, not only was she unapologetic, but she ain't never tried to shrink herself.
1: No. And I refuse to do that. I refuse to ever shrink myself again for the comfort of someone else. If you don't, you know sleep in my bed or pay my bills if i don't have your last name then your opinion of me is irrelevant, and you can right. keep that to yourself unless it's encouraging because i will disregard it either
0: way <laughs> lord i just love you lord if we <laughs> just had 200 more melissa's lord i think we'd be all right and I, think I think we might the make we it. implode <laughs> Um, okay. Let's see what, if you could spread just one real specific message, like if you could put up 1 million billboards all over this earth with one specific message, what would it be to get your, that specific message out to every inch of this earth? You what are would it worth be? so much
1: more than you are giving to yourself. Mm. You are worth so much more because see, that's a thing that we think that other people can give to us. Other people can fill our cups. No one else can make you happy. No one else is in charge of your happiness or your purpose or your except you. So you are capable of, you are deserving of so much more settling for. And that was never, whether the universe, God, Allah, it, Whatever that they draw source from, whatever they draw strength from, it was never intended for us to settle on ourselves the way that we have, and somehow that became culturally appropriate, and I despise that, and I am doing my best to undo it.
0: Wow. One of the things I love most about you is how you just say the most profound things as though you were just talking about the weather you I know that when people hear this their spirits are going to be moved in a way and you say it in such a way as though you're talking about the weather tomorrow and it's absolutely awe-inspiring so thank you you do the same thing
1: you're amazing you don't see it in yourself but you absolutely do the same thing
0: it is um just you're awe-inspiring truly um <clears throat> okay, quick change of just making a right turn. By the way, these questions have no theme; they are <laughs> just like random. Like,
1: what do I want to know?
0: Like, I'm if I could just it. pick her brain, like, if I just had a set of chopsticks and I could just go around picking in your brain, like, what? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, <laughs> what do I want to know? <laughs> um, how do you define love? What's I your don't... definition of love? <laughs> my husband. Oh,
1: I know that that sounds crazy to a lot of people who don't know him, but he took a girl so broken
0: Mm. and he
1: didn't do that. He did. He's not the one that broke me. And he's the one that fixed me. And he showed me that I was worth more. We met when I was 14 and he was 17. We were in high school, high school sweethearts. We've been married 23 years. We have three amazing sons. But he showed me for the very time that I was worth more. And over the years, it's really just <sighs> taken root and he always has my back. He is my ride or die. He accepts every part of me, whether he loves it or not so much loves that part of me. He doesn't want to change who I am and he doesn't want to contain me, which is a problem I'd always had with men in my childhood was that they wanted to shrink me or make me smaller. And he's never done that. And he's never once left me hanging or left me in limbo of wondering if he would have my back or not so for me that is love complete and total acceptance presence um they're invested in your future in your best interest they see in you what you don't yet see in yourself um that should never love should not hurt like that
0: He sounds like an amazing man.
1: Oh, he is amazing. He is amazing. Not because he's mine, but he is. And there is no better role model that I would want our sons to follow. He's a raging feminist. um, And he doesn't agree with everything I say. And I don't agree with everything he says because. Um, we're both human and he's my favorite one, but no one agrees on everything, but he always has my back and he always understands that whatever I'm doing and however I feel about it originates from a, ple- a place of service because that is my heart and my soul entirely.
0: Was he raised in Appalachia as well? He was,
1: he was raised in the church of God and his parents still, well, his father was killed in a car accident in 2006, but his mom is still alive and she lives locally.
0: Hmm. He two sisters. Him. He's
1: the middle and the only boy. Wow! <laughs> and it was a single mom, so wow. I think that is how he turned out the way he was being the only boy in a house full of women and a single mom. Is he learned at a very young age, which is unfortunate, but to how to be the head of the household, the head mm-hmm. of the family, and how to support the women in his lives. And so I can't be mad
0: at that. Yeah. So. So now you've mentioned, I think, two different churches there in, mm-hmm. and where you grew up. So mm-hmm. it sounds like there was a lot of, would you say that religion is what drive the community or does drive? It is. And see, I think that people understand, too, that there's a
1: difference in religion and faith. So mm-hmm. for me, the main differences are your faith should give back to you as much as it takes or more and in the religion are so prominent in our area there is none of that it is only take um and several of them are cults i mean i live 45 minutes from the snake handling churches in Mm -hmm. west virginia so the the cult that i grew up in was very similar to that one just minus the snakes now his um the one that he was raised in was similar, but not as strict. And the, the cult that I was raised in, we weren't allowed to cut our hair or wear pants or wear makeup. So makeup is so important to me now because it is an outlet for creativity, but it also is as much an act of rebellion and saying, I don't care what you had to say. You are who I am because I love it and it's what I am. So we were both raised very conservatively and neither of us
0: opinions now. I want to go back to. I love when you were talking about your husband.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That the men in your life growing up wanted to make you small, and I talk about this. And I actually, I'm, I'm, I have a, I want to do a TikTok. You know, it's so hard to just cram, you know, a millennia of stuff in three minutes. Yes. <laughs> but this Eve wound. Mm. This Eve wound that we carry is something that I've been talking about for a couple of years. And. You know we're taught especially I mean we're, we learn it in church we learn it first in church you know the eve wound where right. eve is the fall of man yep. you know it's the reason why and so and that's why we have to be kept under control because lord knows if we were out on the loose by ourselves what we would do what would happen you yep. know and we're the reason why we can't have nice things and men you know trying and I ugh, this isn't men bashing by the way and this honestly isn't even gender specific right for me I refer to it as the divine masculine the top ta- toxic masculinity versus the you know inflow divine feminine but um this keeping us small because dear god if you were to know your own strengths or to know your own worth or to know your own power dear god what would happen to us Mm -hmm. so for you to have been kept so been for them to have tried to bury you Uh and keep you small as a child and sounds like every possible way physically mentally spiritually emotionally and then to have and yes it is a man you are married to to your husband but it could just to have another human Uh support you and love you unconditionally and show you you know that that you don't not only do you not have to be kept small but to put you out and say, no, here, flourish. Not only am I going to not bury you, but I'm going to water you and, you know, nourish you and, and support your growth. And I think if we could just all do that for each other, but I really do believe that goes back to the Eve wound. And that's something that I'm going to start talking, be a little bit more vocal about. Um, It's not, Lord knows not everybody's going to be a fan of that talk, but I think (laughs) it's one that we all need to have because so many women, Melissa are carrying this, Yes. And they don't even know it. It's literally on our DNA. I do believe it is literally embedded into us um, energetically as women that we just grow up with that understanding. It's always in the back of our mind. It's your fault. It's your fault that we don't get to live in the garden anymore. It's your fault that we have to wear clothes, like literally figuratively, all of that. Like it's your fault. And we carry this burden on our back, man. And we keep ourselves small because, dear God, am I even safe to know my own power? Because last time I stepped into my power, I fucked everything up. I'm yep. the reason, you know, like, oh, what are I your think thoughts that it, on is, that?
1: it is the, it's, it's the intense and deeply, deeply, deeply ingrained um, misogyny that is within American Christianity, but especially in evangelical sect of christianity is that it is entirely a patriarchy which is why um the, your most conservative sect of christianity and just for the record i follow you um so i'm not like anti-christian i'm yeah. anti-american nationalist christianity um, in which we took and we colonized an entire religion painted a brown or black man, which is what Yeshua was. We changed his name to Jesus because it wasn't easy enough for us to pronounce. And he labeled all women as bad as if every one of those sins didn't involve a man too. So the reason that that will not be a popular topic for a lot of people is because it is going to cause them to question the things which they were taught. Now, I'm in Appalachia. We're two to three good generations away from being largely illiterate. My grandmother's third husband could not read a lick. So a lot of the doctrine that is happening in churches in Appalachia is not at all scriptural. It, it was never in the Bible. They couldn't read it anyway. So their granddaddy told their granddaddy, told their granddaddy. And it's been passed off as gospel and as scripture, and it's not even in there. So... When you start questioning those things, and a, a large part of my podcast will be about my deconstructing um, evangelical and fundamentalist Christianity, because once you start with one question, then it pulls that thread. Now, here's what I will say. I am several years into my deconstruction, and I will say that it has made my faith stronger, but it's also taken a lot of the weight Oh, I felt weighed me down about the doctrine that I was raised in and it's completely debunked it mm. that for me, that is powerful. That is freedom. Um, so you will get a lot of flashback for that. I never got community guidelines violations and still until I started talking about uh, systemic racism and toxic Christianity.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: they will, but it's, it is, within them, them fighting to not have to reconcile things that would change their entire world and would change how other people view them and they have to get there on their own if they want to.
0: I love that this pattern seems to be repeating in your life again of you having to liberate yourself.
1: Yes. And I feel like that that's the reason you asked me what drives me. And I gave you the best answer at that moment, but I've had a revelation while we're talking. I fight for others because I had someone and it was not a compliment. They said, why do you fight all the time? I don't fight all the time. I love a lot, but I will always be at war over something um, where there it concerns people being oppressed, belittled, demeaned, devalued, or harmed in some way. And I am that way because no one fought for me. Yeah. I fight for others because no one fought for me. And I know that there are millions and millions of other people all over the world who feel the same way and we can be the warrior we needed. Yes. And we're called to that.
0: Yeah. You definitely, yeah. You've definitely, again, the way you're like, when you speak of deconstructing and liberating yourself, it's just been the theme of your life. It really and, has. and so liberating yourself first and then liberating others. And I think people like us. And there are, you know, lots of people will have different, you know, we love to put people in boxes because it makes us feel safe and helps us understand. That's how we understand the world and navigate oh, yes. through it. But if we were going to be called certain things, I think, you know, um, <laughs> liberators. Yes. Uh, way showers.
1: Mm, path
0: yes. pathfinders, Truth seekers and truth tellers. Oh yes, and I think um, if if we just had to name a few labels, um, and I'm sure there are people that would put us in some other boxes, <laughs> Melissa, but we're not going to acknowledge that, and today. we don't care about them anyway. <laughs> we don't care. We don't care about them. Um, but liberating, it's really. I bet if you were to gather all the truth seekers and truth tellers, my guess would be a common thread uh, throughout all of us is that we had to liberate ourselves at some point that we were waiting to be rescued and no one came. And now here we are having still rescuing our own selves in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. You deconstructing, um, your, you know, for your faith, for your spirituality. Um, but I think that would probably be a very common theme amongst, um, again, amongst all the truth seekers and the truth, the truth tellers. I found that, that is one of my favorite labels. Even that I find as I try to define myself, um, especially for others, because people want to, well, what are you? What do you do? Who are you? trying to find words that are even adequate for that. Not because not, and that's not from a boastful way, but I just don't know how to describe what this is. Do you have a word? What would you call what you do?
1: I think truth seeker is excellent. I have a very hard time formulating labels or things for myself or to even be able to see what I've done as being noteworthy because I was, with a mentality that you don't ever give yourself glory. All glory goes to God and you're not anything without him. And I don't disagree with that statement in theory, but I also believe that the Alpha and Omega, which is my personal belief system, I don't believe that he's at least intimidated by me saying that I did a good job. Yeah. And that's something I'm working on continually within myself. So I think truth teller and truth seeker are amazing And they definitely embody what we are, in my opinion. Um,
0: I was speaking to someone about that the other day as well. Um, Being told so much as a child. And again, I think this would be a common thread amongst people like ourselves. um, That we're told as a child, you know, pride cometh before the fall. Yes. Um, Again, this was just another way, Melissa, that we were made small. It is. And I
1: think that religion, especially certain sects of it, which specifically when I speak of it, I speak of evangelical and fundamentalist sects of Christianity, um, that it is intended to be extremely oppressive. And there is a reason that most of the laws and the scripture only apply to women and not at all to men.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, well, I so for me personally, I was raised in a church, um, uh, Presbyterian primarily, mm-hmm. and they were, it was a healthy environment. In fact, I loved going to church more than I loved being at home. Um, but I was raised in a home where, uh, with a mother that didn't necessarily know how to, <laughs> didn't understand my light, much mm-hmm. less how to feed it and encourage it. And it was just easier to try to make it small, yes. um, And I know a lot of people had the same experience, and sometimes it's not even just because you're being raised in an environment that doesn't know how to fan the flame so much as they're afraid that you will glow brighter.
1: And I think that's it. I think that, see, there's, I have... This is a controversial statement, but I believe it with all that I am. I believe that religion is the greatest enemy of God because religion is man's attempt to put limitations and gatekeep who has access to the almighty. And because of the nature of that perspective, the church is a breeding ground of narcissism and narcissists, which my dad was a narcissist. Um, I didn't know it until much, much later, but we were all... He was the main character, and we were all the supporting cast. Mm -hmm. So they view that that way. I don't think that my dad ever wanted to have children. Um, I know for sure he did not want me. Um, I have a brother who's five years older than me. He passed away in 2012 of leukemia. But my brother didn't fit his, um, he didn't meet his standards either because my brother, no doubt, would have been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder and living with my middle son is much, much like living with my brother. And he didn't accept that either. So I think that narcissism and religion in general um, are bedmates. They don't always have to be though, which is why I now consider myself to be spiritual and not religious because I don't agree with all of the atrocities that have been done in the name of one God or another and I'm over it.
0: Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you just want people to know, baby? Anything else you want to say today? Oh, 100%. I want them to know that
1: they're enough. And mm-hmm. they've always been enough. And you are so much more than where you start, where you come from, and what you've been through, and the things that have been inflicted upon you have no bearing on the worth that you possess. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are perfectly imperfect, and especially for the LGBTQIA plus community, I am so sorry for the atrocities that have been handed to you in the name of one God or another. But I believe with all of my being that God created you as you are perfect and you are not a mistake. You are wanted. You are valued. And I need you. I won't speak for anybody else, but I need you in this with me. So.
0: Mm that is beautiful will you do another podcast with me one day Melissa
1: I will do one anytime you want me because I adore you
0: thank you thank you for being you and speaking your truth in a day and time right now when a lot of what you say isn't very cool right and I just really appreciate you having the audacity to thank you. speak I
1: appreciate <laughs> you giving me room holding space oh. for my audacity and giving it a voice that's incredible and you are the kind of women we should
0: all aspire to be. Well that that thanking you. thank you. Um I can't wait to See, I'm here for everything that you do because I know where it comes from. And like you said earlier, I don't always agree with every single message you put out. Right. But I don't have to. And you don't have and I know you probably I don't expect you to agree with every single message I ever put out, but we respect each other. We love each other. We know our hearts. We do we understand
1: that it comes from a place of love and of service and of
0: good. Absolutely always absolutely. And I will always uh, support you and well if anything I can ever do for you uh, please please let me know you know that um, um, and I
1: hope to have you as a guest on my podcast someday you know as soon as I can get that launched and get that set up and stuff because you bring so much joy and so much substance and just so much love and audacity yourself to people's lives <laughs> and I know for me and half million other TikTokers, more than that more than a half million <laughs> You are the light in the darkness for us and we love you.
0: Well, thank you. And I'm your
1: ride or die. I'm here with you to the end. Whatever you need me to do, I've got you.
0: Girl, ditto. Absolutely <laughs> ditto. I'm so glad to be doing this life in this mission with you. Um, so y'all, she, like I said, if you follow me on Instagram, I will be posting more. Um, I will be, you know, uh, Again, anything she posts about her podcast, I'm going to post it on mine so you can find her there as well. But she is the fearless queen. On TikTok, as well as Instagram, you said Facebook and the, and the snapper chatters. Um, So yeah, if you want to be encouraged again, y'all that we don't always have to agree with every single thing that comes out of each person's mouth. But if fundamentally, if at the root, you are like, yes, this feels like truth. Yes. This makes me think then, then we're not, none of us are trying to brainwash anybody, trying to convince you that your way is the wrong way. My way is the right way. We want you to think we want you to liberate yourself Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell
1: people what to think I just want them to think for themselves and I want them to have the information that they need to -hmm. make those choices and to just understand that whether they agree or disagree with us isn't really relevant but did it make you think did you learn something Mm. you didn't know did it maybe shift your perspective just a bit because that is not nothing that is huge and that is progress
0: To just unlearn the things that we learned that don't apply to us anymore so that we can live more empowered, live freer, and then pass that down so that we can pass down generational healing versus generational wounding. And one, just one thing at a time, one thought at a time, one act at a time. Melissa, thank you for being here with me today. And thank you for everyone who is listening. And it'll be great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Friend, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you'll subscribe as well as turn on your notifications for them so you'll know whenever there's a new episode. I'd love for you to visit my website, www.nursemissy.com. If you would like, you can schedule an appointment with me, a soul coaching appointment or a Reiki session. You can also sign up for my free empowerment Zoom classes. You can also check out my resource page with links to all different resources. There's a contact me link as well that you can use to email me suggestions as to what type of info you'd like to hear more of, what would inspire you or empower you. I invite you to visit my TikTok account as well. It is That Nurse Missy. My Instagram is the same name, That Nurse Missy. Please remember friends that you lack nothing you run this. You are loved beyond measure. Please be good to yourself. See you next time.